want to serve God, serve him. Amen. Elder Johnson, did you say serve him with gladness? Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord. That scripture was in my spirit this morning. We are his people. And the sheep of his pasture. Huh? Would somebody look at your neighbor and tell them with assurance, I belong to God. Mm. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Look at somebody else and tell them, I belong to God. Then look back at them and say, well, then live like it then. You know, we're nothing but mere mortals, Elder Smith, and we protect what belongs to us. We take care of and provide for. Oh, talk to me this morning. I just want to say that since we're mere mortals and we do that, then if you belong to God, Patty, I got the text yesterday, you are protected. Huh? He that keepeth Israel. Patty, Clay, Paul, Leslie, Michael, Irma, neither slumbers, no sleeps. While we knocked out, God is watching. Somebody need to shout hallelujah right there. Jesus. Genesis chapter 2. Genesis chapter 2. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the earth, of the ground, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. Okay? And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. Okay? Read it again. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, okay? And man became a living soul. And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and, he, and there he put the man whom he had formed. So how did man get here? God, God made him. So, so, so God took and formed man of the dust of the ground, and then man was made, okay? But man was not complete yet, okay? God saw man doing more than just laying there, okay? You got, see, see that's what provoked him to breathe into him. Because here's, here's what God was saying. After God made man, he didn't even stop to say he was good. Because he wasn't yet. He, the concept was realized, but not fully. So he had to do something else in order to get man to be what he saw him 
in his mind being. Because he saw man in his mind. And he saw him doing things. But he couldn't do that just laying there. So that wasn't all to who, who man was at the time. So God breathed into man, right? And then man became what? A living soul. Okay. So you don't get more intimate than that. To where you would take your breath and put it in somebody else. I, don't, I can't think of more intimate of an act than for the God of the universe. Who had just, who had not so closely related to anything else he made. Because everything else he would just. But when it came to man, he got his hands dirty. And he, can you, can you see, can you see God like on his knees, Jeez. in the clay, working on what he saw in here? He wanted what he saw in here so bad, and he wanted it to be so right, he said, I'm not going to just speak this. I'm going to put my hands on it. That's how personally related he was going to be to what he made. Somebody said, I belong to God. And when he made man and the man was done and, 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 and the, the concept is laying there on the ground, no life, no ability to be everything that God was making him to be, Sister Palmer, God went even further and he took his breath I don't know how we did it. I don't, I don't, you know what I'm saying? But I'm imaginative, right? And I'm thinking about how much God loves man. And I'm thinking God just leaned over to man and almost like mouth to mouth. <sighs> and his spirit entered man and brought what was at the, this time an inanimate object to life. Man became at that moment a living soul. Now, 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 the psalmist says in Psalm 139 and 14, he says, I praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. So you have to know. Yes. Quit waiting on somebody to tell you Amen. how wonderful you are. Yes. You need to know. How wonderful you are. So, so the psalmist says, I am, he's me. I am, then nobody tell me, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Fearfully, fearfully. That word means all. It means it's with all, reverence or respect. Um, not that which is just set aside for God, but with, a, with an awe, with a respect, with, a, with, 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 with a, an, an air of being careful, uh, strategic, uh, uh, patient. Uh, he made me. He, he, didn't, he didn't just, listen to this, he didn't just throw man together. You see, this is what you got to catch. He didn't just throw you together. He didn't, you, you weren't just an afterthought. You, he didn't just, he, he fearfully and carefully, somebody sh jump, shout glory, fearfully glory. And, and, and wonderfully made. And then he said, marvelous are your works. God, you're awesome. Yes. 
Look at how you made me. God, you are amazing. Look at how you made me. Look how you made everything to work in sync with one another. Heartbeats and, 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 and vessels and, and, and carpuscles and, 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 and veins and, 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 and skin and, and, and lashes and hair and, and, and stuff that's just working and I don't even know how it works. I, I, just, I just think get up and I can do it. I, I just think walk and I can walk. And I don't know how my brain tells my feet and I don't know how my feet respond to my brain. But God, you're awesome. Just look at me. If you you need anything to convince you that God is amazing, look in the mirror. You're looking around at houses and cars and stuff, but all you got to do is look at yourself. Have you ever cut yourself and noticed that without even going to get a band-aid, your body produces its own? The blood coagulates and It's hard to stop the bleeding. Right now your heart is beating and you're not telling it to. You're breathing. You didn't think about breathing until I mentioned it. Your breathing's on automatic. You just say, I'm going to get up, I'm going to get dressed. I'm going to put my clothes, I'm going to brush my teeth, I'm going to wash my face. I'm going to put on makeup, I'm going to put on cologne, I'm going to wear that tie. I'm going to take my fingers and I'm going to pull it. And and I'm going to put my jacket on, I'm going to get in my car and I'm going to start it. And I'm going to do all this stuff. And in your mind, you were saying all of that. And your body started responding to everything your mind said. Vision. Vision got you here. I mean that both ways. God's vision got you physically here, and your vision got you here. You can't do nothing without vision. You can't make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Yes, sir. That's your say. I love that too, boy. I grill mine now. I took it to another level. I took it to chef level now. I put it in the pan with a little butter and grill it. You ain't had peanut butter until you had warm, gooey peanut butter. You ought to try it sometime. Oh, it's good. It's good. Don't let it. Don't let the sound fool you, boy. But you can't do that. You can't even do that. You can't even tie your shoe without vision. Before your shoe gets tied, you see it tied. You see it done, then you do it, then it gets done. Vision's just like that. Simple. Don't complicate it. You see it, and then you want the manifestation of it bad enough that you move on it. That's how vision works. Wow. God envisioned you. So he acted on his vision because he wanted a manifestation. And when the, when the actualization of it came into being through a man laying there, it wasn't enough for God. So God said, watch this, they can't be everything I've seen them being until I breathe in them. 
That's why things accelerate when you receive the Holy Ghost. Because there are things you saw, apostle, that you couldn't get to without the enablement of God. So st stay with me. So Jeremiah 29 and 11, right? I learned this from Apostle Taylor. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith who? So who's talking? God's talking. So God says, I know the thoughts that I think toward you. Now, you know, just last year, it hit me that God's got thoughts about us. Like, you got you to gotta think about this. With everything God's got to do. And with all the people God's got to deal with, he's thinking about you. Amen. He got a tight schedule. Yeah. I'm saying tightest schedule ever. Amen. And yet God's in the, in the midst. God is such a multitasker <laughs> that he can do all he's doing. The right oxygen level, the, the, the right amount of gravity, the, the, right, the right spin of the earth. Keeping other planets from running into earth. Come on, y'all. Keeping stars in the sky. Knowing which star fell. Knowing them by name. God, know, God think about you so much that he spent time examining you and counting the numbers of hair. He knows today how many came out in the brush. God knows. He's so intimately, closely acquainted with what he made. Yeah. You get that? So he says, I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you what? An expected end, an end I expect. I, I'm going to give you a future and a hope. Here's your future and your hope. I already have a plan for you. That's your future and that's your hope. Now give God glory. Hallelujah. Or if John Hagee was here, John Hagee would say, now give him praise. And glory. That's what John Hagee would say. But he ain't here. But, but we heard him say it, though. I heard him say it live. John, that's not even part of the sermon. Anyway, uh, so God, he got the thoughts about you, and he already knows where he wants you to be. He already knows what, where he wants you to go and what he wants you to do. And so he says, what I'm going to do is I'm going to breathe myself into you so that you can become a living soul. And so that my plans for you, my destiny for you, I can see those things work out. And can I say that salvation, you being saved, was a part of God's plan for you. And, and so you're on your way. Touch somebody and say, I'm on my way. I'm on my way. And, and, so, and so God says there's an expected end because remember this. He says, um, I know the things that are going to happen before they happen. He said, I already know the end from where? The beginning. So God says, I already know the future. That's what he says. I already know the future. I already know what the future holds for you. I know what's going to manifest for you. I know where I want you to go. And, and that's why if you're not doing what it is God's called you to do, you feel this emptiness and things just aren't complete for you. You may be somewhat successful in what you're doing, but it don't, just don't quite feel right. It's because you got to find your place in God because there's a plan for your life. Say amen. amen. And so there, there's absolutely a plan for your life. So thoughts, thoughts, the word thoughts is a plan implying a certain desire or purpose. So God has a desire for everybody in here, and he has a purpose. It is a series of steps to be carried out and goals to be accomplished. So God says, I, I've got this thing so, so lined up until I've got it down to a series of steps. 
You see what I'm saying? I've got it down to a series of steps. So the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And, and so th 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 that's a good scripture. The steps of a good man are ordered. So God says, I've got your plan broken down into steps, which means I know what you need to do Sunday in order to get to Monday. I got it all laid out. I, I got everything laid out for you. So I, I'm not going to take you there all at once because if because I got a plan that works so well that as I'm getting you towards your end, I'm developing you for the end that I'm getting you to. So you're not going to get there ahead of time because if you get there ahead of time, you won't be able to handle it. So he told Israel, he said, even though I've already got a promised land for you called Canaan, I'm not going to give it to you yet because it's too big for you and you're too little for it. So he says, little by little, I'm going to give it to you because if I give it to you all at once, the vegetation's going to overgrow it and the wild animals are going to take it over. You're not going to be able to maintain it. So God says, I'm going to wait until you have the capacity to maintain it. I'm going to work on you. I'm going to adjust your life while I'm getting you there. So you're not sitting still. You're on the way. See, some of y'all think y'all sitting still, but what you don't realize is that the ride is so smooth, you don't even know you're moving. See, that's the thing. You, you are not sitting still, but you're being developed on the way. Somebody tap your neighbor and say, I'm being developed on the way. I don't know about you. You can say you're sitting still if you want to, but I know that God is actually doing something and that I am not this year where I was last year. I know that. Somebody ought to look at your neighbor and say, I'm not this year where I was last year. I know, I know it's just a few days. What's this, the 15th day? This is just 15 days in, but I'm already better 15 days in 2017 than I was on the 31st day of December 2016. God's already moved me along. My mind has already changed. My mind has changed. I see myself in my destiny. I don't see God the same no more. I don't see myself the same no more. I don't even see you the same no more. I can see the good in you even when you can't. I'm moving. I'm moving. I am progressing. I am, I am expanding. You don't see it yet, but trust me, it's happening. You don't, see, you don't see the manifestation of it, but see, when my mind grabbed the hold of the vision of God, it started happening right then. Amen. Right then, you started moving when you grabbed the vision. Life has changed for you as you know it. Life as you know it has changed. Y'all stay with me now. So look at this, look at this, look at this. God says it's a, it's a series of steps, a series of steps carried out and goals to be accomplished. So, so anytime you refuse to take one of the steps, you hold up progress. Anytime you decide, I want to do this and not that, you hold up progress. So what if God says, Y'all hold on to your hats now. So what if God says, I want you to go and apologize to the person you felt did you wrong? If you don't do that, you're holding up progress. And the longer you stay stubborn. Thank you, Pastor. I didn't have that in mind, but the longer you stay stuck. That's the only way we get stuck is if a refusal to obey God says, do something risky. You think it's risky. And, and when we didn't have, now how many of y'all, when you didn't have two pennies to rub together, you did whatever God said, because you know you ain't had nothing to lose. Come, come on, raise your hand. You ain't had nothing to lose. You didn't have no house, no, nothing, you know that. And, and now we got a few things, and now, we, now we're cautious. Oh, no, no. Where, the right, where the church at? Where real life at? Y'all holler at me. Where real life at? 
Now, now we're cautious because we got a little money in the bank. And God said, do this. I got you. Well, I don't know about that now. When we had nothing to figure, we didn't do any figuring. God said to wear purple for a month. And sure enough, for a whole month, we were wearing purple. We, we was in Ross looking for something purple. Not, not, and I said, God wouldn't ask me to do that. How do you know? How do you know that going and apologizing to the person that you feel did you wrong might not release you into levels and dimensions that you never thought possible? Because maybe that thing that you're upset about is a weight. And you can't fly with that around your neck. God is so intimately acquainted with your plan that he knows exactly what you have to do in order to get you there. Today I want to speak from the top. I didn't get my topic. I'm sorry. The topic is vision personified. I don't even know what the thing looked like. Whoa, that's nice. Good job, high school. Vision personified. She had a vision. <laughs> she did. So what was God thinking when he made us? That's, that was my question. What was God thinking when he made us? When he got down and he made us and he created us and then he went to breathe in us, what was on his mind when he made us? Because he had something on his mind when he made us. He had a purpose for us when he made us. Because God doesn't make anything that doesn't have purpose. Everything God makes has purpose. I'll prove it to you. If we go to Isaiah 55, and we're going to have the NLT version, it says, the rain and the snow come down from the heavens and stay on the ground to water the earth. There it is. They cause the grain to grow, producing seed for the farmer and bread to feed the hungry. So rain has purpose. So the next time you complain about the rain, know that rain is just doing rain's job. And when it snows up the road there, up in, up in the northern states, where snow is just doing its job. Rain and snow have purpose. Yeah. There are animals that we don't like, but they serve a purpose. I live next to the woods, and I have snakes. And I don't really particularly care about snakes, and my wife especially don't like snakes. But they keep the rats down. Yeah. You kill all the snakes, you have a bunch of rats. I'm just saying. <laughs> Say amen. amen. I'm saying you get tired of them frogs croaking in the back of your house, but I'm saying they serve a purpose. They eat some of them bugs. You'd be bit a whole lot more if we didn't have no frogs. I'm just saying. Somebody say praise God. God doesn't create anything that doesn't have purpose. Say amen. My dog barks a lot. My dog named Judah. He's a little, little, bark, little mini barking machine. But, but here's the blessing of Judah, though. Nobody's breaking into my house, and I don't know it. Because if that joker park his truck in front of the house, <laughs> my Judah alarm is going off. <laughs> and I know somebody's out there. So sometimes I say, hush, Judah, hush, Judah. And the Holy Spirit said, no, don't hush him. Let him bark when he hears somebody. He's serving his Judas. Served. Purpose. Everybody's. The person that gets on your nerves has purpose. They're sharpening you. Why would you throw your sharpener away? Why 
would you get rid of that sharpener? Why? Why would you not want to hear a word from the person that tells you the truth? Iron sharpens. You don't want to hear the truth? Stay dull then. Stay dull. It's your choice. And that's the thing about God. God's not making anybody cooperate with the plan. But don't be disgruntled. Well, the Holy Ghost said that. If you don't want to cooperate with the plan, don't be disgruntled. Don't complain. Where have we refused to be obedient? Where? Where? What area of our life are we not participating with God in? Contrary to popular belief, God does not force people into their destiny. But God will clear the path to it if you walk. Steps. Somebody shout steps. steps. Say my steps, my steps. Are, ordered are ordered by the Lord. Vision personified. Simply personified. It's a fancy word, but it means that uh, it represents a quality or concept by a human figure or form. Personified. We are God's vision personified. In, we're his vision in person. <laughs> Somebody say, I'm God's, I'm God's vision in person. I love it. Now, let's, 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 let's get into this thing. Let's get into this. You ready? I want to show you some things, three things I want to show you. I want to show you God's creation of man, God's preparation for man, and God's purpose for man. Those are the three things that I want you to see today, and then I'm going to get out of your way. Genesis 1, 26 through 28. And God said, let us make man in our image. Now, I know I read the other scripture first about when God made man, but stay with me. God said, let us man, make man in our image. This is vision. God has a vision, so he said, okay, let us make man how? In our image, and our likeness. So he knew what he wanted man to, to exemplify in the flesh. So he had a plan. He had a vision in his mind for what he wanted man to not just look like but live like. So, so see, because see, in his image and in his likeness, it's not about looks, it's about like. Uh, it's, not about, it's not about you looking like God, because everybody in here look different, and if everybody in here looked like God, God would really be looking, you know, some kind of way. So it's, it's, about, it's not about how you look, it's about how you live. It's about how you live. It's about, it's, it's, it, you, you, let, let me go, I, I, got, I got some notes here. Let, let's see. Let, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over, over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his image and the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them and God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth, subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. So God says, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. So, so this is the king's likeness. This is the first part. It's the king's likeness. So God wants his people, that which he made, to look like him, not in physical features, but in, in, in life living manifestation. So you're supposed to look like him in the way, watch this, you carry yourself. So, 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 so you know, people say, you know, you act just like. 
You ever heard somebody say, you know, you act just like your so-and-so, so-so-so, so-so-so. You act just like them. You have their personality. You, you, you walk like them. You talk like them. You think like them. You say things like them. And so, and so for us, we're supposed to be just like God and indicative of the way we carry ourselves, in the way we care, in the way we live, our deportment, our conduct. That's that image and likeness. You don't look physically like God because God is a spirit. Yeah. But you're supposed to look like God in the way you live, in the way you love your family, your husband and your wife, and the way you treat your neighbors, and the way you do business. And come on, y'all. We're supposed to look like God. Tell your neighbor, I'm supposed to look like God. Male and female. Young and old. We're supposed to look like God. Now, you got, you got to catch this. That's, that's part of our purpose. Is to look like God in the earth. Because I, talk, I shared this in Bible study, I believe, when the kings would have a domain, the kingdom, kingdom, the king's domain. When the king would have a domain, the king would take, and, and so the people would know that that was his territory, he would have statues created and erected on the borders of his kingdom. And so when anybody came into that area, they'd look at the image of the king. And they would know this belongs to the king. This is his kingdom. So you are created in the image of the king. So when somebody sees you, they're supposed to think about the king. So when you walked into that kingdom, you saw that statue. You saw the picture. You saw the image of that king standing there. You knew this territory belongs to the king. So when people come to your house, they need to look at you and know that this territory belongs to the king. That's a part of our purpose. So, to, so that everybody out there who don't even know who God is looks at us and knows God lives. Somebody say vision personified. vision personified. So when you forgive people that are unforgivable, it's vision personified. When you sow a seed of generosity, it is vision personified. When you give grace and when you give mercy, it is vision personified. When you speak the word instead of speaking doubt, it is vision personified. When you lay hands on your sick baby, it is vision personified. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. That ain't no denominational thing. That's vision. I'm not a positive thinker. I have faith. You can go on with that stuff. I'm a believer. I was made to believe. I wasn't made to doubt. I wasn't made to be scared. I wasn't made to worry. I wasn't made to be angry. I'm made for joy. And joy was made for me. I got joy deep down in my soul. Deep down in my soul. Deep down in my soul. You ain't seen me till you feel me filled with joy. That's a song. You ought to look at it. House fire. You ain't seen me till you see me filled with joy. You ain't seen the real me until you see me with the joy of the Lord because that's my strength. If you're weak, get some joy. 
touch your neighbor and say, I got that joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Don't complain about me being joyful. Don't complain about me having peace. Don't complain about me not losing sleep. I was made for this. I was made to rest in him. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, 2017 is going to be different, baby. I'm telling you, 2017. Don't look for me to be like I was in 2016 because it ain't going to be there. You're going to be disappointed. You're looking for me to be the same person I was all these years because I made that excuse. I've always been like this. This runs in my family. That's over, baby. That curse is broken. I wish I had somebody that would shout, jump to your feet and say, that curse is broken from over my life, over my children's life, over my grandchildren's life, over my great-grandchildren, my great-great-grandchildren. I decree by the power of God, breathe in me. It's over. And I don't deny what is. I decree what I expect. Faith is not a denial of what is. It's a decree of what you expect. I act like him. He knew what he wanted to see. He wasn't seeing it, so he spoke it. So I ain't going to sit around here just hoping. I'm going to open my mouth like my daddy did. I want to look just like him. That's my aim. To look like him. Matthew Henry said that we look like him in his honor, his authority, and his purity. That's how man looked like him in his honor, authority, and purity. When he was there in that unblemished state before sin. Honor. Authority and purity. He was pure, had never sinned, spotless, without blemish. He was, I mean, perfect. Masterpiece. God don't make no joke. And so, and so, in authority, he, he was made with the authority of God. And the honor, the earth realm, the bishop alluded to this last week, it respected him mm. like God. Because yeah. when he spoke, yes. he spoke of the spirit that was breathed in him. Yes. And even though it was his voice, it sounded like God. Yes. Because he was so closely communed with God that what he said is what God would say if God had not said it through him. So it wasn't Adam speaking. It was God speaking what he breathed in. That's why the Holy Spirit says that when the Holy Spirit, the Bible says when the Holy Spirit came upon them when they went up a room, they came out and, and, and it says that they spoke in other languages, other men's languages as the Spirit Gave them. It wasn't a. It wasn't a possessed ability. It was what God breathed. They had never spoke that language before. But because the Holy Spirit empowered, don't you know the Holy Ghost will empower you to do what you've never done before? Amen. <laughs> let me. Let me hurry. Let me hurry. hurry. 
So, 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 so God created. Everybody say created. God created, which means to shape or to mold, to form, to fashion, to make something that had never existed before. There had never been a man before. But God saw it. You got to get it. You got to get it. There had never been a man before. But God saw it. And he didn't let the fact that there had never been one stop him from making one. See, see, see. Can I talk to the visionaries? Where are my visionaries at? Where are my visionaries Stop letting people talk you out of your vision because they've never seen what you're talking about. See, see, that to God. God knew he had the capacity to create what never existed because he had already done the earth. So it wasn't nothing for him to step it up another notch and do something else that had never been done before. And so he put his hands in the earth, something that never been done before, made a man, something that never been done before, and then breathed in it and brought it to life, something never lived before, and then gave it purpose. Somebody shout hallelujah. My question is, how much have you already done that you never did before? Stop, Joe, stop, stop. How much have you already done that you never did? You already done stuff you never did. How many of y'all bought a house? There was a time in your life when you never did it. How many of y'all got a job? There was a time in your life you never did that job. Sitting up here being intimidated by what you never done. When you already done stuff you never done. Speak Holy Ghost. I feel something so strong in here today. There's a yoke destroying anointing in this house today. Somebody's being set free and released to walk in the ordered steps of the Most High God. Somebody shake your neighbor and say, I'm about to take off. I'm about to take off. Because he made me. He made me to look like him. And if my daddy can do it. Somebody shout hallelujah. spoken a foreign language but because of the Holy Ghost they spoke in foreign languages and you want to know what they said it says they told them about the wondrous works of God God made it possible for them to testify in foreign languages that's like apostle meeting a French man and speaking French about how God healed him 
because God wanted the French man to know God heals. There are people God has blessed you to meet, and you're wondering why it is you have an audience with those people. Raise your hand if that happened to you. You, you in the, you're in the presence of people, and you don't fully understand why you're in their presence. And God said, listen to God. God said, it's a part of your steps. Stop being intimidated. You're supposed to... You're supposed to be here. So listen, I don't need you to stop acting like them. Act like your father. Don't change. Don't code change. Don't switch it up. Be you. Because I put you here. If I wanted the you that you're acting like to be here, I'd have put somebody else in there. Short, short, short side of it. Don't change who you are when you get where you're going. Stay yourself. Have this report. I seen God bless her socks off, but you know, child, she's still the same. She just as real. She ain't snooty or stuck up or nothing. She'll stop and talk to you. Give you a ride in the bins. She don't act funny about her bins. She'll ride you right on in there. Well, you didn't act, you didn't act funny with your Ford. You didn't act, you didn't act funny with your Hyundai. Now, why you going to get, I mean, ain't nothing but a car with another emblem on it. Why you going to act funny now? Somebody holler at me. Maybe, maybe, maybe just maybe a part of the reason that we're not there yet is because we hadn't adjusted our pride levels. I got to. Let me, I said I wasn't going to. What time is it? Okay. Then he blessed them. Somebody say he blessed them. All right. So, so when, when I looked up the word blessed, it, 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 I want to go to the second definition. It means filled with strength. Filled with strength. He filled them with strength because they had something to do. You don't give strength to people who aren't going to do anything. You, why would you empower somebody who ain't going to do nothing? I'm, I'm just asking. I'm just asking. I'm just asking. I'm just asking. I'm not going to give you power to hold. I'm not giving you the power to brag about. This power is for using. So while some Christians talk about how much they got, some show how much they got by what they do. I ain't got no time for talking. I'm doing right now. Somebody grab your neighbor and say, I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm busy working out my destiny. I'm busy walking toward God's plan for my life. I ain't got no time for chatter, for no little idle conversation. I'm putting Facebook down, shutting down Instagram, because I got something I got to do. Somebody shout, he blessed me. It, it, it means, Ed, hold on to your seat, son. It means to speak words of excellence about. 
Remember when Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist, and, and, when, and he, he had great work to do, right? And when he came up out of the water, God interrupted the whole service. He shut the service down and said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Because he needed his son to know where he came from and whose he was and what, he was what it was possible for him to do. See, he spoke words of affirmation into his son so that his son would believe in the hard time. And I got a question for you today. What has God said to you? See, when it get hard, Angie, you got to remember what he told you. You got to remember what he spoke to you when you were in a dark place in your life and nobody else was in the room with you. When it doesn't look like that vision is manifesting and it's coming to pass, you got to remember what God said. Because he said something. Oh, he said something. Spoke words of excellence and, and vision over their lives. He spoke into them. He spoke into him. Brand new man. Never done nothing in his life except breathe. And God was speaking over his life. You a bad boy. I'm blessing you. You're going to be fruitful. Yes, sir. And you're going to oh, you're gonna multiply. You're going to have dominion. You're going to subdue. I'm telling you who you are. I'm giving you insight to your purpose even though you ain't done nothing but inhale and exhale a day in your life. But I need you to know who I called you to be and what I called you to do so you can execute. Calm down. So when you come to church and you receive, you hear a word and it sounds like that word is tailor-made for you. And it sounds like the pastor has been listening in on your conversations and sitting next to you while you prayed. It is God's way of saying, I've seen you, I've heard you, I know just where you are, and I sent a word your way express from the mailbag of heaven. And I want you to know that you can do what I said you can do. You are going to make it. Don't you dare give up. You will not remain sick. You will not remain poor. The struggle will be over. You're going to see God's plan come to pass for your life. You're going to see it. 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 But you got to remember those words of excellence that he spoke over you. You got to remember that you're fearfully and you're wonderfully made. You are not ugly. You are not less than. You are not too dumb. Fearfully. And wonderfully made, and that my soul knows right well. I need to know this. I, see, this is what I'm preaching about today. You got to lock it into your spirit. God made me. I'm his, and I have too much purpose to just sit here till I die. I have too much purpose to let depression hold me. It held me all the 13, 14, 15, and 16 but guess what, depression? I'm about to give you notice that your reign is over. Somebody's been dealing with depression. Don't be, don't be scared. Say it. Your reign is over.
Let me, let me, let me, let me. I got to hurry up. I got to hurry up. I got to hurry up. Because it is, it's communion Sunday. Right here. Somebody say multiply. multiply. Growth and increase. That's what multiplying is. Growth and increase. You were made to expand. You built for this. <laughs> Somebody say, I'm built for this. I'm built for this. I'm built for this. I'm built for this. Growth and increase. He said, growth and increase. Be fruitful and multiply. They connect. Be fruitful. That means have more. Produce more like you, which is like me. Because you are my likeness and my image. And every seed produces after his own kind. Everything he made had seed in it to reproduce something just like it. So when he created an herb-bearing plant, the plant had seed in it that was able to produce another plant just like the plant that bore the seed. So what God is saying, I need your seed to look like you because you look like me. And this is, why, this is why men and women get married, Malachi says, so that they can have godly seed. See, you thought you got married because you fell in love and, and you saw that 36, 24, 36, and you saw that tall, that tall, dark, and handsome man, but you got married so you could produce godly seed. That means your children are supposed to look like you and you look like God, so you got children that look like God. Then he said, then he said replenish, which means to fill. Fill the earth with me. Not just your kids, but minister to somebody. Share the word with somebody. Witness to somebody. So that that somebody can be saved. And that's another me. Check. See, some time ago, when I preached a sermon, when I, years ago, back in the 90s, I preached a sermon. I'm going back, Elder. I'm going back. I'm sorry. I'm going back. And so there was a time years ago in the 90s, I preached a sermon that was entitled Going Full Circle. And going full circle, uh, the sermon, what it was about was the fact that, that God created kingdom and he created man in his likeness and his image. So that everything I'm telling you now so that we could be like God in the earth. Um, but then when man fell, uh, the devil thought he won. But see, the lamb was slain from the foundation of the earth. So the lamb was slain so that men could be forgiven and, a, and their sin could be atoned for so they could be put back in the place where they fell from. So it went full circle. So guess what? You are no longer that man in sin. You are now that man that looks like God because of the blood of Jesus. It went full circle. He took you and brought you right back to where man started before he fell. So, so this, this, this is what you got to grab, and we're going home. We're going home. We're going home. Somebody say, we're going home. We're going home. We're going home. The next thing you're supposed to do is subdue. I, lo- I like to subdue. I like to, we're, supposed to do- we're supposed to have dominion. Somebody say dominion. dominion. That means to dominate. Yeah. Direct, lead, govern, manage, and then you're supposed to rule. Right. You're supposed to be a ruler. Right. You're supposed to dominate. Yeah. You're supposed to govern. Yeah. Say amen. Yeah. You have territory given to you. Yeah. Wherever you is. Yeah. Your territory. Yeah. Say amen. amen. So, so you're supposed to govern that. You're supposed to rule there. Because you have authority. Not a subdue thing. Now, see, 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 some people, they'll respect you. You understand what I'm saying? Because of who you are. And so some people, they'll see you and they'll say, well, that's a child of God. So they'll respect you. But some folk don't even respect that. So some, so some, some demons and spirits got to be subdued. 
Some of them ain't going to automatically, Edward, uh, 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 obey you. So some of them you got to overcome and overthrow. So see, you got to be ready to put some work in. But he gave you the power to subdue whatever will not voluntarily submit. It means to make subordinate, to overcome, to conquer. We are more than conquerors. See, sickness, sickness might not submit, so maybe it needs to be subdued. That angry spirit might not want to submit, so maybe it needs to be subdued. Maybe it needs to be conquered. And before we go conquering stuff in other people, Maybe we need to conquer some stuff. See, see, let me tell you, see, see your flesh, your flesh, get both shot. Your flesh is not going to always submit because now you are born again, child of God. There's some things in your flesh you're just going to have to exercise authority over and say, because I am who I am, you are going to submit to the spirit of God that is in me. Point blank, period. I don't sleep with people I ain't married with. Point blank. I don't make shady deals no more. Point blank. I don't hold anger in my spirit anymore. Point blank. I will not be subject to fear. I will not be subject to worry. I will not be subject to anxiety. I will not be subject to anything that God has called me to rule over. Somebody reach over to your neighbor, grab him by the hand and say, walk in your God-given authority. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Here we go. We're done. We're done. We're done. We're done. So in Genesis 2, 7 through 8, it says, And the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became what? And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. First, go down to verse 15. And the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. And the Lord God said, I can't read without my glasses, y'all, but they're fogging up. Hold on just a second. (laughs) It is not good that man should be alone. Y'all read it for me. Mm-hmm. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name. They, they unfold right about there. So thank you all for reading that. Now, I, I'm, 
They, they did. So I want to touch four things, and this is we, we're going employment, instruction, improvement, and, 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 and execution. Employment, instruction, improvement, and execution. Employment is where he put him in the garden so he could tend it. You got purpose. You, you ain't supposed to just be sitting idly. You have territory to work. Set your neighbor and say, I have territory to work. You, you got a gift. How many of y'all have gifts right here? You got yes. gifts and skills and gifts. Yes. God gave you that. Yes. And then you, he set you in the territory and I work it. Yes. <laughs> you can't have new territory to work until you work the territory in. Right. So he took Adam and he, he created a garden just for him. <laughs> and then he put him in it and he said, work it. <laughs> Up to now the miss used to do it, now you're going to do it. Then he, then he gave him instructions. Don't eat that. Right. You can eat that. Mm-hmm. Follow instructions now. Yeah. Amen. That's right. <laughs> Amen. Don't be around here eating stuff you ain't supposed to. Because right. it looked good. Mm. I'm just saying, when you get to when you get the way you when you get to the territory you're supposed to be working, you better be obedient. Right. Yes, you're gonna lose your job. All right, you'll be trying to get unemployment then, ain't it, Pastor? Yeah. So, so, so we got, so we got what? We got employment, and we got what? Instruction. Then we have improvement. It's not good for man to be alone. Oh, he made us better when he did that one. Then I ain't gonna lie to you, because she's a help meet. She's a helper, perfect. See, when he brought the animals by, he, he's, none of them were made for him. So God said, okay. I'll pull his ribs. My rib. You 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 supposed to improve upon me. You ain't supposed to be no burden now. Don't make it hard for the brother. Make it easier for the brother. You met you, you part of part of why you married him because God gave you a little bit of peek of who he was. Amen. Now I'm gonna tell you something. Only God can make him, you can't. Amen. But hold up, wait a minute, wait a minute, before you laugh, before you laugh. Yeah, I heard you. Because you married now, I can talk to you. You know I love you, right? I don't tell you nothing to hurt you. Treat you real good. Treat you real, real good. Dress it properly. Season it well. Y'all ain't gonna. Are y'all gonna have church with me? Take care of your real brothers. Because if you don't, but that goes both ways. Y'all better talk to me. That goes both ways. Don't dog him and don't dog her. Love each other. Strengthen each other. Support each other. Be there for each other. 
because you're better together than you are. Okay. And for those of you who are still single, ladies and men aspiring to be married, wait till you wife material and husband material. And don't play the wifey until you become the wifey. Is that okay? Yes. I told you it was going to be a different year. Yes. Last, 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 after that. Execution. Yes. Execution. Everybody shout execution. Because you were made to do something. Yes. So check this out. So God decides that all those animals he made, because they were made looking for somebody to help Adam, but none of them were compatible. So he decides... I'm going to see what he got. So he brings the animals to Adam and says, you name them. <laughs> and whatever Adam called them. Now, when God created day and night, it says he called the light day and the dark night. He called it. Where Adam get this calling thing from? <laughs> he was acting just like his, his father. It would just end him to call things. And whatever he called it, that's what it became. Yes, Angie, we must be careful. Because that power lives in us yes. to call stuff. Yes. And be careful because it'll answer. Yes. You got to know who you are. And you got to know what your purpose is. You are wonderfully, fearfully, and what? Wonderfully made. And you have to know it. Real life, you are vision. Personified. You are saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. You look like your father. Lord, you look just like your father. You look just like your father. When I saw you be nice to that person, Polo, you look just like your father. Oh, even Polo looked like God. When she act like God. <laughs> I love you, Polo. Father in heaven, thank you. Thank you for empowering us through your word today. I don't believe our lives can ever be the same after the knowledge that was released in this place. And what I'm most excited about is people who are enthusiastic about hearing the truth. Thank you. Now, Father, we're about to give someone an opportunity to come and be saved because the only way for that person to go full circle and to make it to that place of being like you once again is for them to accept Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior because he paid the price on the cross for their redemption to be possible. So I thank you, God, that someone's going to come today and give their life to you. 
I pray for every person that's been burdened, that's been down, and that's been thinking of themselves as less than, that today they realize that they are an amazing individual. And that they'll never live under the burden of feeling sorry for themselves and feeling sad about life another day in their life. In Jesus' name we pray. Let everybody say amen. amen. If you're not saved today, as we stand on our feet, I'm going to ask the elders to stand in the aisle, and they're going to stand. They'll come and get.